Yo, what is good, y'all? Welcome to the John Cat Show, episode 21. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Tuesday night. I hope everybody had a nice weekend and is having a nice week so far. And uh, I'm just going to do a little bit of a listener topic episode. Haven't done listener topics in a while. Just uh, reaching out to people on social media, getting some feedback on what people want to hear. Maybe some questions that people have. Am I talking a little faster? I think some people told me, speaking of listener feedback, someone told me I talk too slow or that they're like five steps ahead. I think they said they listen to me on two times speed. I know I had a friend of mine tell me that they listen to me on 1.25 speed. So maybe I do talk too slow. I'm talking fast now. I listened to myself on 1.25 to see what it sounded like. It was like chipmunk voice, but I don't know. They've been long episodes lately. People don't have the patience Yet here I am uh, rambling on. But yeah, man, if y'all have topics you want to hear, hit me up. Twitter, I've mostly been on Twitter lately. I don't know, man. IG, I'm lazy with IG. I'm lazy with Facebook. Let me know if I should be more active. And how about TikTok? Everyone's saying to get TikTok. I don't know about TikTok. All that Chinese stuff you keep hearing. Plus, I got to learn a new app. I don't know. I don't have the brain for all that. Okay. Topic number one. Reached out to some people on Twitter. Got a little feedback. Couple of, a couple of interesting things. And it's still, look, it's mostly still right now going to be politically related, election related, obviously, with what's going on. So bear with me on that, please. Okay, so topic number one comes from Margot. I hope I'm saying it right. I think it is Margot. It's spelled there. It's like the French spelling. M-A-R-G-E-A-U-X, Margot. I don't think it's Marjo. I think it's Margot. Okay, Margot said, how about Addressing Facebook's disgraceful and disrespectful removal of the title president from Trump's profile, replacing it with political candidate. I don't know if you guys saw this. It was a few days ago. Facebook, if you and and I I actually looked at it today when I was thinking of the questions I was going to respond to. It's still there. Facebook removed President Trump's title of president from his profile page. It's crazy. He's he's the president. You know, whether you think he won the election or, or not, I mean, even if you're 100% certain Joe won and there's no way there was it, whatever, he's still our president until January. I mean, we, we have to have a commander in chief, right? I would add the word, what did she say? Uh, Margot said, it is disrespectful, disgraceful and disrespectful. I would add the word dangerous to that. It's it's dangerous. If you go according to Facebook right now, we don't have a, a commander in chief. We have a president elect and a political candidate. You talk about looking looking silly and uh and, and weird and I don't know what you call it to the rest of the world, man. That's dangerous. We look vulnerable. Maybe that's the word I was looking for. We look like we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And and you're turning us. It's funny, like. You guys are really turning us all into conspiracy theorists. I was just talking about this online today. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm really not. I'm a, I'm a cynic. Uh, I, I tend to think I'm the opposite. But like all this stuff's turning, forget the election, which is also turning me into one. Jesus Christ. This is turning me into a conspiracy theorist too. All the big tech stuff. You kidding me? Like you see all these Twitter disclaimers. Trump literally can't tweet anything now without it having a disclaimer. It doesn't matter what he says. Twitter puts a disclaimer and says, this fact has been disputed. Like I said in the last episode, that helps him. And 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 again, as far as being a big tech, Hollywood, everyone's like, oh, they're all in bed together. What do they all have? They all have China in common. I know that. I mean, 
the amount of disinformation going on on all sides right now, it's really, I've never seen anything. Nobody expected technology to advance this fast and for people to have this much stuff flowing in from every source in the world. You can't, you can't verify any of that, but the, the, the entities that are supposed to be trusted, you know, the CNNs of the world and the Fox News of the world, like, you don't know what you're looking at anymore. I saw a video the other day of synchronized newscasters saying the exact same words in like 50 different locations throughout the country. And I saw there was a, somebody did a meme. It was a collage of all the, um, collage of all the headlines the next day. I think there was like 60 of them that said time to heal. Like who's, who's, who's orchestrating these narratives, you know, but aside from that, when you have, when you have Facebook and these people overtly saying this, this is not a legit. I mean, they talk about us. They talk about our side being crazy, saying that Biden's not legit because of all the insane amount of red flags that occurred during the election. But a, they spent four years calling Trump illegitimate, dangerously so, and they're still doing it now. They're they're literally removed this title from Facebook. The first of all, the election doesn't even get certified till what, like December fourteenth. On top of which. Biden doesn't even take office till January something. So what are you doing? We, If something were to happen to our country right now, God forbid, if anything occurred or we needed somebody to go overseas and handle him, Trump's our guy. Trump's the president. Whether you love him or hate him, he's the commander in chief right now. So put the title back up. That's crazy. And stop with the stupid disclaimers ready. We get it. Everything's disputed. And unless you're going to put a disclaimer on every single thing that actually is disputed from all the people on all sides, stop doing it. You can dispel, like, what is actually solid, 100% concrete, provable that's not disputed? It's ridiculous. Uh, the memes are the, I did one myself earlier, the, the new memes where they're mocking those disputed claims are the funniest. So, anyway, thank you, Margo. It's a great topic. Goes along with all the stuff people have been fearing. And I don't, I don't want to sound like conspiracy, big tech's out to get us guy, but man, I don't know what the fuck's going on lately. They might be. They might be. Who did... Who did China want to win the election? That's I, I ask this all the time. Who did China want? People talk Russia, Russia, Russia for four years. Russia's little league team compared to China. China owns fucking talk about tech. They own that tech. They own Hollywood. You saw when our, our sports uh, leagues and, and franchises tried to speak out again. They own our sports franchises. When I say own, I mean these entities rely on China for billions, if not long term trillions. Who did China want? China would have been would potentially out. You're talking about a, a a communist oppressive regime that you know relies on their ability to strong arm and manipulate. They finally get a president who's standing up to them. It would have been trillions of dollars out of their pocket over the next four years with these trade deals he's making for us and everything else. If you did a two year deep dive into China the way that they did this Russia collusion investigation. First of all, they did two years into Russia and they found what? Bot farms. That's it. They found bot farms and no collusion. And they arrested a bunch of people on all peripheral shit that they did in their other lives and wire frauds and perjury traps and everything else. What would you find on China? You'd find a, I guarantee you'd find twice as many bot farms. So they, they for sure did the exact same thing Russia did, but you're not even allowed to say the word China. And at worst, they actually probably cheated in the whole damn thing. And as far as being a conspiracy theorist, when I say cheated, they probably were involved. Look, they're a fucking communist regime. Sorry, I'm cursing a lot in this episode. Maybe I'm a little fired up. I don't know. 
I was talking about just on Twitter, and I feel silly even saying it because people say it. And I go, no, no, no. You know, when it comes to this virus that that did come from China, we want to call it COVID or Corona, not the Chinese. But it came from China. It seems, looking back, just big picture, it seems so damn convenient. And if if you, what do you mean? It's just the timing to hit it up in the election year to release that thing. Trump's got the economy cooking, right? They just tried to impeach him. It failed. They had tried for two years before that. Basically, the Russia collusion was also an impeachment attempt because they were just waiting for that Mueller report for something to sink their teeth into so that they could impeach him there. But there was nothing there, so they couldn't. So they came in with this stupid Ukraine curveball, which was a f- nothing on top of a nothing. So what what was their next? If It's funny if you think about it. They didn't launch an attack after that, right? They were real quiet that side it way they did russia for two years then they failed with the impeachment and it was the racism stuff yeah but corona came in and corona came i like man if anyone was gonna do something like that and was motivated to it's all just very convenient and it just ties in so nicely with the everyone stay home and mail in your votes ordeal so i don't know man i don't want to be alex jones i I don't i don't tell me your thoughts on that am i crazy am i alex jones for thinking that china would do something like that or that that's a possibility y'all know what i'm getting at let me know hit me up so thank you thank you again margo that was a long longer topic than i thought i was going to get into thank you margo okay next question this one came from a man seller aka Six Sigma, I think Six Sigma. Multisanti, aka Multisanti. The only guy I see on Twitter who might be a bigger soprano stan than myself. I appreciate that. And he wanted to know, or he suggested I discuss. He said, lay out the next four years, Biden prez versus Trump prez. Basically, what are the next four years be like? Biden as president uh, versus Trump as president. That's um talk about a st- Dark contrast there, Sella. Yeah, man. I, I would say first, and this one just irritates the shit out of me, and it's the most obvious one that would be upcoming at the very... Let's. Uh, we'll start with Biden, okay? And he's not going to be president. Biden's not going to be president. Let's say Biden became president in a, in a fantasy world. Let's say Biden took the Oval Office and was sworn in as President Biden. Okay, let's say that happened. First thing they're going to do, they're already actually doing it which is uh, the coronavirus. Biden would want to take credit for this coronavirus, the cure, the vaccine, all of it. Here's what's happening right now. The vaccines are out. Pfizer's got a working vaccine. Moderna's got a working vaccine. Pfizer's is 92%. Moderna's is 94%. This Moderna one doesn't even have to be stored at sub-freezing you know, freezing temperatures. You can have that thing in Walgreens and Rite Aid and CBS and everywhere else. Everyone's going to be vaccinated. Here's what I understand. They keep telling us by January now, because of these two vaccines, all the frontline workers, medical professionals, and elderly will have been vaccinated by like January, right? So all this I keep hearing, we have to vaccinate the whole 300 something million people. Why? Why? If no kids, I think like how many under a thousand like healthy children or teens have died from this or, you know, look, if you're even, let's say a healthy 40 year old, knock on wood, no diabetes or whatever. You have like a 99.9999% chance of surviving this thing. So if the elderly are vaccinated and the frontline workers are vaccinated, aren't we good? 
aren't we good for a while? Plus, then you got the spring coming in. So that's what will happen, right? Here's what exactly what, what would happen. You would have Biden come in in January. The vaccine just hit a gazillion people. They've been raging, raving and raging about all these new case counts every single day. We have 500. Why do you think we have record-breaking number of cases every day all over the world? We have 5 trillion new cases today every single day, right? But then Biden will come in right when the vaccine hits, right when the weather warms up. Boom. Those case rates are going to plummet. The death rates are going to become non-existent. And guess what? Trump killed 5 trillion people and Biden just saved the entire world. And that'll be the narrative. And the media will suck Joe's dick like they did, like they sucked Obama's fucking dick for four years. And it'll be the same bullshit. And the man, look, have you watched, have you seen like they have all these, Joe has this whole team of doctors, like they come on all these CNN, MSNBC, et cetera, et cetera. They come in these shows and they're going, finally, we're going to do the right thing and have leadership and science. And it's all these meaningless platitudes. It's, it doesn't mean anything. And then even Fauci gets up there and goes, yeah, we're already doing that. They go, yeah, we already have, we already have the vaccine coming. I mean, they're, the left is playing politics with it and accusing the right of playing politics with it. And it's exactly what they do with everything. They accuse the other side of doing exactly what they're doing. No one's playing politics with this thing more than stupid ass Cuomo in New York. Excuse me. Like if, as if the guy didn't personally make decisions, you know, that, that directly led to the deaths of tens of thousands of seniors. Now he's going, yeah, we might not give the vaccine to our people till we vet it because it was the Trump administration and we need our own team to examine the process and this and that. Like, can they get rid of this guy? I asked this the other day. Is there like a version of the 25th Amendment clause for governors who are, who are endangering millions of people? Do people in New York like this guy? Does anyone like this guy? I saw him giving a speech the other day. He's like, he thinks he's a poet. Like he's, he so thinks he's so grandiose. He's a, he's a clown. Him and his brother are clowns. They're so dishonest. They're so intentionally dishonest. He's going like, the coronavirus is the depths of the sea. And we are staring at the precipice of Donald Trump's negligence. Like, what the fuck? Who is he talking to? The man killed people. He's, there's not a worse governor in the country. Nobody's mishandled the virus worse than that guy. And they all look to him as some shiny beacon. I don't understand it. Speaking of which, you see like Joe and Pelosi. Has anyone seen Nancy Pelosi? She might be further gone than Joe. Have you? I mean, this is supposed to be like the woke, progressive, young crowd. Their leaders are Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, like old senile people that literally can't even put a sentence together. I said it the other day on Twitter. If you if you needed to teach Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi how to use a cash register, could you? Could you teach them how to feed your pets when you were away or would you even trust them to do so? And these are who Dems keep voting for it to lead their their woke progressive movement to change the senile old. Come on, give me a break. You got to be kidding me. Like I keep saying, you guys should watch. Look, some of you should. Let me rephrase that. I mentioned this last week. If you have a high emotional IQ, you can watch anything. If you're if you're the kind of person who's not easily influenced by emotional BS and and probably the kind of person that couldn't, let's say, be hypnotized or or something. You should be gathering as much information as you can and um, and watching all sides of everything. If you're not, don't, man. 
because you'll end up a lib. They'll break you down. They'll break you down with the TDS. One of the funny things I notice when I watch, like if you flip on CNN or whatever at any time, the two things they have on the screen right now are the uh, the COVID, the, the, the death count, the case count and the death count is always on the screen. And now the popular vote's always on the screen. There is no popular vote. I'm going to harp on that shit until they stop harping on it because they open every show with Biden now leads the popular vote by X million. Like I said, anytime you see that number, pull up California and it's the entire number. So they should just say California is leading by X amount. They shouldn't even say it at all. There is no popular vote. We probably Trump probably won the popular vote. And if certainly if we went into a contest with the rules that there was a popular vote, we'd have for sure won the popular vote because we would have been aiming to do that. And I'll give the analogy again. It'd be like a team winning a football game 24 to 21 and then them saying, well, the team with 21 threw for more first downs or they kick more or making up some other rule, some other criteria that they won by. No, the rule was score more points. And the rule in this was win more electoral. And, and that's TBD, by the way. I stand by it. It's to be determined. The funniest example they do of that, I don't know if you guys noticed it, they did it a ton during the lockdowns when Corona was big, which was when the stock market was just a roller coaster. I don't know if people follow that stuff, but if you looked at like the Dow over a three, four month period, it'd be up a thousand one day, down a thousand the next, on and on and on and on. This went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. But if you watch CNN, any day that the that the Dow or the market overall, you know, they were they have all of them up there, Nasdaq and and um, and the uh, S and P five hundred, and any day that they were way up, you wouldn't see it on the screen. When they were down, it was always on the screen, uh, just permanently. So it didn't matter which show you were watching on CNN, the thousand point down Dow was perma screened, perma printed onto the screen. But if it was an update, you never saw the thing. They never mentioned it. It's just like, that's what I'm talking about. You know, media psyops, this impartiality. It's like whatever they think. And they, they're not even fooling anyone anymore. They're not even fooling anyone on their own side. You know, the people that love CNN and go like, rah, rah, I love that shit. That's because they hate Trump too. So they're okay with, but like, they don't think it's impartial. Come on. Since when there hasn't been impartiality in, in mainstream media in you know, certainly since Trump took office, but it started going downhill before that. All right. Sorry, I got way off track. I'm on Sala's question. Next four years, what is Biden going to be up to? All right. Well, he's going to, hey, like I said, try to take credit for everything Trump did. And that includes the economy, because as soon as the COVID gets better, all those jobs are going to come back. Then he's going to go, look, I got all these jobs back. I shouldn't say he's going to. He would. In a hypothetical fantasy world, that's what he would do. He would try to undo all Trump stuff. You know, as far as all the trade stuff, again, China, they always try to pretend that Joe and these guys in the debates, they're going, Trump, you're not hard on President Xi and all this. Stuff. Come on. They everyone knows Trump's been harder on China than any president in my lifetime. And that needs to continue. If we back off now, we'll never get good deals again. Joe wanted NAFTA and all that bullshit. So he'll fuck up the trade deals like him and Obama did before. He'll mess up the tax thing. He's going to take away when they it's 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 a lie when they say they're not raising taxes on 80 something percent of Americans. They are by default because 80 something percent got a tax cut under Trump's plan. So when you remove Trump's plan, those people's taxes are going to go back up. They play these stupid semantics games like, well, we're not raising them. 
Sure, but you're removing a cut so the taxes do go up, even though the part that you're writing in is going to raise it on all the corporations, and that's just as stupid. We finally were getting companies to come back and repatriate their money because they had favorable tax rates here, and now you're going to end up with all that corporate inversion again and these countries fleeing again? Like, stop. It would be terrible. It'd be terrible for the economy. It'd be terrible for big business, small business, you name it. Trying to do a $15 minimum wage mandate would also be stupid. I don't want to get into a whole minimum wage debate, but there do need to be jobs available where a 16-year-old can work in a fast food place and doesn't automatically make the same. Those jobs aren't for adults trying to support a family and so forth. And you know what? It'd be great if everyone made $100 an hour, right? But how many people, you know, how many small businesses employ people and they're on these razor thin margins. So you now say, okay, Mr. Bill Smith at your local car, why you got to pay everybody now $15 an hour. He's going to say, okay, sorry, Jim and Tom, I got to fire you so that I can pay Bill and Ted 15. I can't pay you all 11 anyway. They can't afford it. So fine. Everyone will make, you're going to have more unemployment. Every idea these guys come up with is 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 baked in, let's make it feel good to people that don't understand how the economy works so that we could tug at their emotional strings. But in reality, we're actually doing more harm than we are good. And it's like every single policy they have is like that. And their only solution to everything is let's tax the rich. If only rich people paid more. You could take every penny from every billionaire in the country, literally just drain every penny from them, and you couldn't even support the dumb budget for a year with it. So you're going to have to come up with something else. And draining the lifeblood of what makes this country operate isn't the answer. So the only glimmer of hope, I would say, in that Joe Biden four-year where he's trying to do all that destruction is that he probably won't, wouldn't, he probably wouldn't get a lot of it done. I don't think he'd get a lot of it done because the House and the Senate are going to stop him. Somehow the House and Senate went all went all red. The House picked up a lot of red seats, a lot of women. I'm going to repeat it again. The House got like a dozen women in there. Somehow the party of sexism loves electing women. So Dems are going to have a real razor slim margin in the House now. And with Trump gone, it's even a slimmer margin because with the with the if Trump was gone in this again, I have to reiterate, I'm in this fantasy scenario that Sulla gave me. So in this scenario, Trump would be gone as would then a lot of that TDS. So like they wouldn't look at it as like a Trump bill. So let's say there was something that the GOP was against or that was like, you know, a little bit too far on the left fringe. I think you'll get a little more Dems like they have before going, all right, we got to vote against this thing. You know, we can't side with the, the radicals on this. Hopefully, even if they don't, they're not going to have enough to pass anything crazy where you need super majorities. And it's very doubtful they're going to have the Senate with these Georgia runoffs coming up. Uh, if anything, they'll probably be like down one in the Senate or something. So it, it, that'd be the only glimmer. And, and you know, GOP is not going to budge after the torture they put these guys through on the other side the last four years. You got to be kidding me with the let's play nice now bullshit. But can I be honest? And this is not um, I'm not saying this in like a dark, sadistic kind of way at all. I'm really, really, really not. But I don't think Joe would make it four years. I just don't. I you got to be crazy. If you see him now, even compared to when he started the primaries and stuff, that's a that's a quick deterioration that's going on. And just the rigors. I mean, if you couldn't handle the rigors of the campaign trail, and again, I'm not saying I could handle it, right? I would do one rally and I'd want to take a nap for a day, okay? But 
at his age, what he's going through, and with his cognitive abilities, that's only going to get worse. Four years, four years from now, come on. So you might actually be talking about a Kamala uh, admin, which I'm not even going to entertain that. It's too scary. I don't even want to talk about it, man. That's a that's a that's a scary situation. Joe would be just a senile old puppet, man. He would. He would just be the lamest fucking president ever. Do nothing. Like I said, the media would just be all over his dick every day. Oh, thank God, a leader with principles and this and that. He'd be in there eating pudding, not knowing what the fuck was going on. Nobody voted. Are you, there's no way this guy got more votes than any anybody in history. It just didn't happen. Have you all seen him? Y'all have seen Joe. Come on, man. This stuff's going to come out eventually, bro. It's going to come out. Joe would accomplish one-tenth of what Trump got done. I don't care if you guys agree with what Trump has done or not or what his policy proposals have been or not. He got more done, especially considering how obstructive Congress was with him. I mean, that makes it all the more impressive. And and to contrast, on that on that note, if Trump was president for four more years, it would be a continuation. He's right when he says everything was amazing before COVID. It was. Our economy was cooking. We really were getting the best trade deals we ever had. I mean, the stuff he ran on, he actually did most of. No one does 100% of their, agenda, uh, of their agenda, and a lot of it's still in progress, which is why you don't remove an incumbent in the middle of their, you know, you let them finish out these projects that they started. You don't be so herky-jerky just replacing people every four years. If they're on a productive path, you usually let them stay on that productive path. But, you know, big picture, you look at the Republican Party, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan, I remember, was president when I was a kid, right? If you look at Reagan's platform compared to Trump's and where the Republican Party was and what they stood for at that time compared to now, like it's pretty consistent. I'm without delving into like too much of the social issues, social issues. I just mean. And by the way, social issues on both sides at the time were, you know, when you talk about progressive, everybody's progressed a lot. That's a whole other topic. But what I mean is as far as foreign policy and domestic policy and, and international trade and all that kind of stuff. Fiscal, they've been on and they've been on the same page. Not that they've always accomplished it, and there's certainly been, you know, some maybe not so productive administrations, but they certainly at the end of the day they really stood for the same thing. And you sure you have some fringe radicals, you always will, but but the 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 base really stood for the same thing. And they really became comfortable with Trump over the last four years because he was consistent with what they've generally tried to do. And if you talk about cooperation, one of Trump's biggest biggest accomplishments was he had some unorthodox stuff. And I use trade as the biggest example. Traditionally, the GOP wouldn't have wanted to go along with a lot of that stuff, a lot of the tactics and the tariffs and the stuff that he was using to get these better trade deals out of China. But they went, you know what? He's 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 doing the right things and everything else. We'll go ahead with him on this one. It should have actually had a lot of Dem support, and it has, and it would have in the past, but they just hated Trump so much, they had to just be dead set against anything the man wanted to do. And it's why we never got the infrastructure done either, because they just, uh, they didn't want to touch it. But contrast that with the Dems. They're moving so far left, and I'm not even talking about the radical fringe, I'm talking about the party, and what they're saying, and what Joe says, and all... even with the, the look, the universal health care stuff. And uh, now they just want to erase all college debt. That's a whole nother. Uh, 
that's a whole other thing to get into. But all that stuff aside, go back just even to 1992. Bill Clinton could not have run as a Democrat today with that platform, forgetting the social stuff like, you know, gay marriage and all that. Because like I've said, even Obama and Biden in 2008 were against gay marriage. Look it up. They're clear as day in their position on that. People always go, no, they weren't. They were. But that's fine. So forget like some of the social progressive issues like that. But if you just go back to fiscal policy and domestic policy and foreign policy in 1992, even to be honest, like Obama's 08 platform would have trouble for sure in today's, <laughs> I hate to even say it, man. I don't know. I don't think, I think the um, a, a big portion of, of the Democrat party would have a big issue with a lot of Obama's 2008 platform, which was only 12 years ago. And that's a pretty scary thought. I like consistency. I like people that are principled, know what they stand for. And I don't even consider myself, I'll say it a million times, a part of the Republican Party. But man, the way they've conducted and carried themselves and the stuff that they stand for is much more closely aligned with what I believe in and what I'd want to be a part of in this in this era. So I'm with that all day. So um, yeah, Biden versus Trump, man, you're talking about continuing on what I consider to be the most productive administration in my lifetime versus senile old quack who would just be hiding out. And when you saw him, he'd be yelling and rattling off numbers that don't make any sense and having the media just fawn all over him so they can continue the narrative that Trump was Hitler and they'll just want to give Joe credit for all these great things that Trump set up for him. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen, man. I really, really don't. I'm going to get into some of that in a minute uh, before I end the show. I'm going to get into some of my current what I think is going on with the election right now and all that. So, all right. So thank you for that question. Sella, Six Sigma. Thank you, man. All right. This one comes from, these are Twitter names, guys. This is topic number three. So Twitter names, meaning this comes from Undercover Kitten. Undercover Kitten on Twitter wants to know, <clears throat> I'm going to assume that's a girl, but who knows? Undercover Kitten says, I was going to say she, and it says, how about all the statistical analysis regarding the, the results, meaning the election results, as well as the claims that logs reveal vote changes? So this has to do with uh, the idea of the election interference and all the statistical analysis that's coming out. So here's the thing. And this does segue into why I still think we have a big chance. And this is why we have it. If you're and I'm no statistician, and I, I believe me, I'm not going to delve into all the stats here and start giving you equations and all that stuff. I'm, I'm leaving that up to data scientists and autistic kids. Here's the thing. If we're going to win this, if we're going to prove that some, some shenanigans went down, it's going to be the statistical argument. And, you know, people have to be patient with the statistics. This is not something that, A, you're not going to have a case day one. Okay, so these cases that come in immediately where they say, oh, well, these people were, you know, preventing people from witnessing this or, you know, they were keeping observers from a certain distance or these mail-in ballots shouldn't count because they came in after this date, et cetera, et cetera. Those things were known immediately. So the minute the election ended, we, they were able to go in court with these. Those were the fringe cases, right? Data science, there's science, right? We want to be the party of science. Science is science, statistical science, data science. To build that case, they're still, first of all, they're still counting and recounting, right? It takes a minute. You've got to take these statistics, these statistical anomal anomalies, these statistical impossibilities, 
And A, you got to iron, you got to hire experts, first of all, that understand it. Attorneys don't understand that. You have to get these data scientists in the room. What's that guy's name? Um, Matt Brainard. He's like one of these data chief something. He's got, you know, these guys, that's all they do is crunchy. So that takes a minute. You see statistical anomalies, for example, and some people just explain, some of them are easy easy to digest, right? So you look at Georgia and they say, for example, that I think it was 900 something thousand ballots were Biden only ballots, meaning they just voted Biden and nothing else below. Versus for Trump, that number was, I think, 800 and something. So you got 900,000 something Biden only votes, but 800 something uh, Trump only votes. That's something to look into. People keep talking about the rejection rate that in other elections, mail-in ballots, you're getting two, 3% rejections for mistakes and missing signatures and stuff, but now you're getting like a 0.1, 0.1 rejection or something, knowing that those are all, and then just these Joe only votes, pile in and pile in and pile in. And look, we're never going to be privy to the real evidence that's being shown in court right now. You think they're going to let that go in the media? But the statistical argument is the winning argument. And what I mean by that is, if you can take, if you if you show this to the most sober-minded individuals, and people talk about Bill Barr, what is the Department of Justice doing? If you don't think the FBI is looking at this, you're nuts. You get the right judges, you get, you got SCOTUS, you got the state legislators. These people are going to take this information and it hasn't even been brought to court yet. And if you're laying out clear as day, every election we've ever had in this country for the last hundred years, and you're showing the statistical trends, and then you see this one, and you've got these statistical anomalies just flying off the charts over and over in these exact states that all took pauses in the middle of the night and then took days to bring in their results. You don't have to prove how people did it yet. That's what people understand. They're like, oh, they're never going to arrest these guys. Maybe they won't. And, and if they did, it'll probably be 20 years from now. Where's where's John Durham? <laughs> right? The, the how will be will be two, three years of, of special counsel and investigations and all this stuff that we end up doing under the next administration or under a, a future administration, the how. 50 states worth of figuring out all the fucking inconsistencies. But to show the presence of it, that's the key. If you're showing the right people foolproof evidence that this could not have occurred naturally and that it quantifies a large enough percentage of the vote in these states that you can't certify those results, they will not certify those results. And whether that means that's a Supreme Court stepping in and saying you can't certify this bullshit or that's the state legislatures themselves, electors in states don't have to even vote for Joe if they're not comfortable with it. What I mean by that is, and people may not understand, when you vote for president, you're just sending electors from your state to then cast your what's supposed to be your vote. So, you know, in Florida, for example, where Trump won easily, the electors from Florida, when they go to certify when it's December 14th or whatever, they're going to say our votes for Trump. And then Florida goes to Trump. They don't have to if they don't think it's real. So if, if Georgia were to go to Biden or Pennsylvania were to go to Biden and the people that are supposed to certify that see clear as day evidence that millions of votes were fraudulently affected, 
we don't have to know who funded that or what the logistics of the scheme were or how they pulled it off or what votes were changed by who and who hacked the off. No, they're going to go, wait, this, we see that 2 million votes are bullshit. We don't need all the particulars. We're not certifying that. <clears throat> and they would do one of two things. They would just switch it to Trump themselves or they would refuse to certify these states, in which case it would drop Joe below 270. It goes into the House of Representatives. I misspoke on a previous show. Thanks again, Sulla, speaking of. I think you pointed this out to me. I'd said it was 26 to 24 that that Republicans win by state delegate if the vote goes to Congress. It's actually like 30 to 20 or 31 to 19, meaning Republican state delegates control 30 states are red and would most likely, even if they lost a couple, it's, it's, it's a landslide for Trump if this thing ends up in Congress. And you go, oh, they couldn't cheat. They never cheated. No one's ever cheated. If Look, everything has, has a, a business magnate ever won the presidency before and then survived an impeachment. There's a lot of never happened before. And by the way, that has happened before. It was, what's his face? Alexander Hamilton or whatever. I think it was three people running and the spread was such that nobody hit the, the magical 270. So they threw it to Congress and Congress went around and voted by state. And I'll say again, if it goes to Congress, they don't have to even, Congress is even different. Congress won't even be looking at the fraud. If the election goes to Congress, it's simply going to be, who do you want for president? Trump wins that every time. Guys, be patient, man. We have a lot of avenues. The the actual cases that would win this thing, the election was two weeks ago. Uh, You know, there's, there's what, six weeks from the time that the election took place to the time that you certify this thing. We're two weeks into the six weeks. Give it a minute. If, if in two, three weeks, these cases haven't been seen and heard and understood by the people that need them to, then we're fucked. But it, 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 what case, especially a mathematically, statistically complicated case, was built in a day? This isn't unique. We've had codes. The, the, the idea of this isn't unique. We've had codes specifically made to detect this type of election interference in the past. And they're looking at it now. And believe me, the Department of Justice is looking at it. You don't know what investigations are going on. People keep going, where's Bill Barr and where's the FBI and why is Lynn Wood doing the job of Christopher Ray and so on and so forth? Look, I promise you the Department of Justice is looking into this. And just like anything else, it takes time to show evidence, especially when the key, key, key evidence here is going to be the statistical anomalies, the statistical impossibilities. And you're going to need data scientists to put together pages and pages and pages of stuff. And then the people that they show that to are going to hire their own people because they don't understand it. And they've got to sit for days and sift through it and make sure it's legit too. And then once those people are convinced that this happened, I think we're good. I really do. It's, uh, you know, again, I'm not a statistician. I'm not a dance scientist. I'm not a mathematician, but I fucking recognize patterns. I, I feel like I have higher pattern recognition skill than most people. My emo, my emotional IQ, and my pattern recognition, I pride myself on. This this pattern that we've seen, and y'all can go back to my last episode and stuff. I was ranting a lot about the patterns that don't make sense here, but they don't. Something something went down, and uh, we just have to show that it went down, and I think we have a fighting chance, y'all. So, yeah, stay with it. Statistics will be the key. For sure. Oh, and 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 for anyone that doesn't think these that these people would cheat and they go, Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, man. Stop it, dude. 
Think about it. Whoever you are, just think about it this way. This man was elected, Trump. No one thought he was going to elect it, right? They immediately did two years of he, that he colluded with Russia. Two years. And it turned out he didn't. Two years of saying he colluded with Russia. And then when it turned out he didn't collude with Russia, and the, and the Mueller report was useless to the Democrats, they did another year of he, he, he bribed or fucking... What did they even try to say he did with Ukraine? Some bullshit. The ironic part is what he did with Ukraine was trying to look into Joe Biden's shady business with Ukraine, which there's actual evidence of. And so he tried to look into it and then he got impeached for it. Meanwhile, they won't even ask. They still won't ask Joe a question about why his son was making millions of dollars in Ukraine. So you add all this, they go, they put they wouldn't fuck with some ballots in, in Philly and Atlanta. And places like that. <clears throat> no, they would just create a whole international scam based off a of fake dossier and, and phone tap the guy's uh, campaign and spy on him and, and create an impeachment and literally impeach the guy and do all of this stuff and use Congress and use the Senate and use the IRS and use the FBI and the DOJ. And they would falsify FISA warrants and they would do all that stuff. But they wouldn't mess with some ballots in a few cities and a couple of swing states. The fuck out of here. Doesn't make me a conspiracy theorist. It makes me someone that observes people around me and has semblance of intelligence. And if y'all think that's not possible, you're, you're either stupid or you're full of shit. Anyway, that's my rant on that. Thank you, Undercover Kitten. That was a good question on statistics. And yes, watch for these cases, guys. I'm telling you. All this stuff when they keep saying Trump's case has been thrown out here, here, and here. Those, these are not the main cases. When they tell me that a that the Supreme Court has thrown out the case on statistical anomalies, then I'll be worried. Then I'll be worried. And could I just say before I wind this down, what a joke this Corona coverage still is. It's a, it's a, it's a sick joke. This whole idea that Biden's going to save us with his leadership and, and his stupid doctors not saying anything new. We know it's everyone I know that thinks the reaction to Corona is bullshit, knows it's a real virus, knows people are dying from it, that it gets elderly people and people with pre-existing conditions and all that kind of stuff. We are well aware. But the way it's been politicized and the way it's they're trying to lay it at the feet of the president and now the way they're trying to act like Somebody, just because he's got a different demeanor, is going to somehow be a savior. The guy doesn't even know where he is, their, their new president-elect. Doesn't even know his own name. And, and they're still going to try to credit him. They're trying to credit him already with doing something about Corona. Hasn't done a damn thing. He's been in his basement for a year. And I saw some psycho nurse on like CNN or something. Have you, did you guys see this clip? She was this nurse. I don't want to get into all but she was mocking people that have died in her care from Corona. A, she's lying, right? She's saying that they're, that they're laying there and they're in such disbelief because Trump told them it's not real. And rather than FaceTime their own families and stuff like that, that they're just so angry that they're dying and, and they're in disbelief. A, don't make that up. Didn't happen. And B, if it did, like what kind of psycho were you? These people died in your care? And you're mocking them with a grin on your face. Like that woman should be no place for people like that in medicine. Let's put it that way. And I'm telling you, 
Cuomo playing games with this vaccine. Chris Cuomo, they did a, a thing the other day. You want to talk about the most intellectually dishonest thing I've seen in a long time? They were asking Chris Cuomo about why won't he go ahead and authorize this vaccine immediately to get dispersed, distributed to all the New York residents. And he pointed to a poll. Okay, follow follow me here with this logic because it's a little complicated, I guess. But there were the the right, Trump and the GOP have been, and people on the right have been suspicious of the fact that Pfizer had waited till after the election to announce that their phase three trials were so successful that they had had this information before the election, but that it would have made Trump look good, and thus they released it after the election. And even people I've spoken to on the left, they go, yeah, that looks a little shady. So the point is this. A few days after that, they take a poll. And the poll says, how many people think that the vaccine is political? I don't remember the exact terminology. It was something to that effect. And it was like 55, 60, I don't know. It was the majority of people, not by a huge amount, but the majority of people felt that the vaccine to coronavirus virus was a political move. Now, doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out what they were referring to the fact that everybody thought that the timing of the release was political. But now you've got Governor Cuomo up there quoting this poll as a defense of why he's not going to give the vaccine to the New York residents right away. They're going, well, if it's FDA approved and they've gone through all the process, won't you give it to the people? He goes, you know, a poll just came out showing most people don't think it's political. And he was using that to say that they don't trust Trump that they think Trump forced this, forced these two vaccines now through for political purposes. He goes, that just proves they don't trust the vaccine. So we have to do our own state review to put trust in the fact that it came from Trump's administration and this and that. Bro, who, not to keep harping on Cuomo, but who's worse than this guy? Who's worse? Him and his brother. There is nobody worse. I'm telling you, a lot of these people don't understand what they're saying themselves, you know what I mean? Or they, they believe it. You know, if you're, if you believe what, like, like Bernie Sanders, right? Crazy Bernie. Bernie believes what he's saying. I think he's an authentic person. So I, I hate that kind of person. I don't even want to say hate. I dislike that less than somebody who knows what they're saying and is intentionally uh, dishonest and perhaps a sociopath. But look, I'm going to leave y'all with this. Have patience. For real, for real. And this is a good sign, too. The GOP is really holding tight. They're really digging their heels in. Congress and, and stuff like that, I wouldn't have thought. I thought more of them would have like folded to the pressure right now. I think they're seeing evidence, uh, if, number one. And this is the huge thing no one talks about. Nothing backfired more than that impeachment. That, that I keep talking about the impeachment, the fake Ukrainian impeachment they did to Trump. And even Russia before that, talk about a backfire and then Kavanaugh on top of it. And what I mean by that is these Congress people on the right, I don't think they would have had the stomach for this fight right now. And I don't think Dems thought they would have the stomach for that fight. I think when Dems thought they were going to get away with this scheme, they assumed enough of the people on the right were going to come along. But I don't think they were thinking about that impeachment and they pissed a lot of people off and it became personal for a lot of people in those in the in the congressional chamber became very personal for a lot of those guys and gals. So I think it's a little get back time. And then with these Georgia runoffs coming up too, I don't think they want to look weak. 
a lot of power going into these Georgia runoff Senate races because they do technically, you know, decide the power of the Senate. And if if people in Congress on the right were to start jumping ship now on this battle with Trump, um, I think they worry that it would make them look weak and that people aren't going to show up to vote in these Senate races either. And it would make them look weak. See the process out. It's not delusional. We all see the, the crazy patterns. Any all, all the smart people I talk to going, there is no way that that happened on the up and up. And at the very least, everybody should want to look into it. And if you think it was all kosher, you should want to look into it too. Just you could shut us all up once and for all and say you really are conspiracy theorists. But I'll say again, it takes time. The statistical arguments take time. Patience with that. You will see those cases coming. And as far as, you know, people talk about Rudy Giuliani and they talk about Sidney Powell. These are the lawyers that are that are doing Trump's case. People make fun of both of them a lot. People make fun of Rudy a lot. I am telling you, people don't know. Rudy Giuliani is, is yes, he's not got the mental acumen he had at one time. And I, I don't really know Sidney Powell that well before this, other than the stuff she went through with defending General Flynn, but she's got a pretty good resume too. But as far as Rudy, man, Rudy was like U.S. Attorney, Southern District of New York, single-handedly took down the mob, cleaned up New York City. When I was a kid, I used to go visit New York. My dad had moved up there and stuff. I'm telling you, man, in the early 80s or whatever, it was not safe there at night. New York, there were a lot of parts in, New- in the 70s, and especially Rudy made New York City safe to walk the streets again at night. And then he became mayor and really as instrumental as anyone, if not the most instrumental in helping heal the country and bring the country back together from the epicenter of the attack on 9-11. People want to mock this guy. I'll say this. If, if we're going to win this battle... If Trump's going to win this battle, we don't need slick DC beltway types with big vocabularies. We need bulldogs and we need loyal bulldogs. And I don't have a big problem with it being Rudy and this other girl, Sydney. And uh, that dude, that dude, Lynn Woods, no joke either down in Georgia. Look, loyal bulldogs over acumen in a case like this. Let's see where it goes. And uh, I'm going to check back with all y'all in a few days. And I really appreciate you all uh, tuning in, watching, subscribing, all that. Hit me up anywhere, Twitter, Facebook, IG, I don't know. Hit me up. Let me know what you want me to talk about if you uh, have any fun topics or questions. And I will be back soon. I am setting up some interviews again soon, so it won't all be just crazy political rants. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you all have an amazing week, and I will see you in a couple days. Peace.